what would happen if we had the audacity, the courage, the boldness, and the presence to lean into our edges and to grow from our core? See, in a world shaped by yesterday's leaning into tomorrow's, we find ourselves weaving possibilities in an endless constellation of opportunities. The world has shifted. And now we find ourselves in a space-time continuum where lifestyle, business, and consciousness share the same offer space as your purpose and your brand. Welcome to the Supernova Podcast. I'm your hostess, Lena Ski. This is a never-ending chronicle, a narrative really, designed to usher in those big bang shebangs and a whole lot more glimmer. Let's get astronomical. Let's really shift the needle into flow. Dion, thank you so much for making time in all of the change to join us on the Supernova podcast. It's a huge, huge pleasure and looking forward to our chat. Absolutely. And I think that's, we're in such a midst of change, not only in the South African context, but also in the global context. And um, how, how do we find how do we find ourselves in all of this change? I mean, where, where do we find our true north? What have you been experiencing with all of these trends changing or haven't they actually changed that much at all? Well, no, I think um, 2020 was a dividing line. It cleaved <laughs> a lot of things and um, it is a watershed year. You can't go back to things in 2019. Um, so to all the customers that we've had, I mean, even if we're talking about retail clients, a lot of corporate clients, you know, a lot of people are, are, f- are focusing on workforces, the future of work. That's obviously the main big one because we've mm-hmm. essentially decoupled um, work and place of work. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been my, one of my bugbears for, for many, many years, but then suddenly it's all happened and we've been forced to do that. So um, a lot of companies have had to do that. So especially in retail as well, there's, there's also a huge change because I think fundamentally you're seeing that um, we've had a, um, a, everybody's had a life audit. So while you've been sitting in lockdown, um, people have been really reconsidering um, what their lives are, what's important. So this changes everything. It changes everything in terms of retail. It changes everything in terms of, um, rewards and benefits for companies because mm-hmm. suddenly people will leave, leave a job for, for better benefits and all of those things. So, so everything has really, really changed. Um, and I think, you know, 2022 going into 2023 even is this kind of great reshuffle. How, how does the dust settle? Where does the dust settle? And, and what does that mean for, for everybody? And fundamentally in business, it means the humanizing of business. So there's a, there's a very, very big undercurrent of that happening. Absolutely. And it's so interesting with that happening as well, because I was just having a conversation with a family friend um, and one of the corporates that she's kind of been going to for financial advice, she's kind of looked at, oh, they're decoupling their offices. How does this affect their prestige? How does this affect reliability and relatability to a brand? So there's so many hidden things that we don't actually realize with the shift of the workplace, let alone what's happening in the backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, just, you know, the, we, 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 we've delved into lots of research about the, the future of the workplace. So, so fundamentally, there's, there's um, 
kind of hard logistical stuff to think about. So people are saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, we'll move back into the into the workplace, but um, you know, we know that's probably going to be a hybrid model. But I'm just saying, and 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 they're saying, you know, we'll we'll sort of look at uh, health and safety protocols. But I'm saying that's not just it. Um, just in terms of te- of what you need to put in place in terms of the retrofitting of conference rooms, everything. I've got a I've got a friend who's a an an, um, an audio specialist, um, mm-hmm. and for one of the really really big corporates, he's just said, you know, um, what they've done is they've planted, you know. 10 extra microphones in a boardroom because suddenly the audio is really, really different. Um, the, the exclusion of somebody that is a remote worker needs to be on a bigger screen. You can't sit in front of a laptop and everybody in the room talks about something and then that excludes that person. So the, 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 the virtual presence of that person has to be taken into account. So there's a whole new way of managing. And I think what remote working really did was, was hit middle management in the gut to be really really blunt <laughs> so, because you know it was like bums on seats we can see you all of those kind of things and suddenly mm-hmm. everybody's uh, you know doing things and and we can tell about this later because this is part of the you know that 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 four week four day work week that we've embarked on um, you know is about um what is productivity um mm-hmm. 2021 and going forward and how should you be measuring outcomes and outputs rather than uh, quite an outdated way of looking at productivity. Mm. Well, there's so much in that. One of the things that I felt as you spoke about that is how this shift has expo- exposed psychological safety, especially now with workers being remote, that disenfranchised, that disincluded. How do I have the space to re-engage and bring my voice in with this new barrier of a camera and a zoom lens? Um, and also then how is productivity then brought into that conversation yeah i mean you know that that really fundamentally changes everything but then just mm. you know if you're talking about hardware and 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 that what what this has also done has also completely re-exposed should we say um the inequalities in 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 south africa i mean you know the, that that would that would be around the world that you know it's not everyone's got equal wi-fi all of those things but in a South African context, that is is sort of glaringly obvious now, yes. um, and and a lot of the managers and HR pe- people that I've been speaking to saying, this is a really really big problem, you know, for them, and and they need to to address this. So it's so what has fundamentally happened is, especially when you talk about rewards and benefits, or or looking after a workforce, it is it was normally a a one on one contract with an employer and employee. Mm-hmm. What the pandemic has done has made or has forced employers to look at the familial situation of that employee. So it is it is, it has to go the sort of the you know concerns about HR and wellness and well-being and everything has to actually go beyond that individual. So mm-hmm. how long does that you know so, so some companies you know used to do this? How long does that 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 individual travel to to a workplace? Um, if it's remote, you know, how much data do they have? Are they on 3G? Are they on 4G? All of those kind of things. Do they have the right kind of you know, speakers, ring lights, all of those kind of things to, to be able to do this? So, so it's, a, it's a very, very interesting. And it's, I think it's quite a sobering um, uh, way of doing things. So at the beginning of the, the, the lockdown, um, I quote this in, in a lot of my presentations, um, uh, two companies, uh, Wired and uh, Capita Consulting, brought together a range of specialists from different 
um, industries, so from from law to retail to hospitality, and they said, you know, what 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 has changed in business or what is changing, and and it's been a, you know even a year later after that, it's been surprisingly um, it's held fast. So so the two biggest themes that were emerging was. Um, meeting the velocity of change. So if you think about what happened uh, with, with all of these, whether it's a work from home concept or technologies, uh, robot integration, automation, all of that kind of stuff, um, that was accelerated by five years within one year. So we've got to mm -hmm. catch that up. So I'd say to all of our clients, you almost have to tear up your strategy that you had in 2019 and reimagine it because the other big thing um, that that is fundamental, and that's kind of what we've been talking about, is the, the humanizing of business, and 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 how do you humanize the business, and how do you become much more empathetic um, to that? Um, you know, the Gen Zs, my other passion. Don't get me started on them. Um, you know, have been screaming about this for 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 many many years, and now suddenly, their envisaged world is now coming to pass. So even in terms of flexibility. You know, for a for a digital native, your work is not a place you go to. Work is something you you do, and 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 hopefully you have a passion with it. So you it becomes that kind of life, uh, sort of a, a a lifestyle, not a not a not a job that you fit into mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these things are now starting to to really sort of sink in, and big corporates specifically are struggling with that. And. As I imagine, also that shift to a four-day work week, which is still quite a new concept globally, um, is also part of that because we're realizing this is a human. There is other elements to them than just work, and we need to be able to give them the room to be human in that space. How, yes, so, how's your I mean, experience of that been? All right. So just to go back, um, you know, just for uh, for people listening there. So. Um, at the beginning of end of September, beginning of October this year, 2021, um, I decided to 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 switch um, my company onto a four-day work week. So we've been tracking the trend, we've been you know uh, doing it. So I just said we actually have to walk the talk. So mm -hmm. I said to my team, um, you know, that you can do whatever you want with that time, but it is actually designed um, because we've just come out of you know sort of it was 18 months of, of, of lockdown and a really really tough pandemic um i want that that day or self-care so so that was the objective and that was how it was announced to say this day is for you to do that and and, and one of my researchers who, who's a, a mom of a, of a young boy said you can't believe the difference that has made because you know as a mom she's running around all of those kind of things and it's just it's just given her a bit of a breathing space however fundamentally this is my bugbear about and, and i've been on about this before the pandemic hit was that a nine to five 40 hour work week um is a century old it was created in the last industrial revolution to kind of manage factory workers and mm. the the 40 hour work week because it just went insane, it spiraled out and, and factories were sort of making their workers work 80 hour work weeks, that sort of thing. And they said, let's standardize this. And then um, uh, Ford, Ford Motors in uh, sort of the late twenties introduced the five day work week for their production lines as well. And that was cemented in an employment act in America in 1933 or something like that. So we are essentially working on a factory based model 
which is 100 years old, um, and we're applying that to knowledge workers in a digital era. It's just, mm. you know, it just <laughs> doesn't make sense. So if you look at all the new research, and, 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 and you know, as you were mentioning, it's, it's, it's a new thing, but um, just this week, um, they announced it's Ireland uh, embarking on a, on, a, on a really long uh, trial for this. There have been small trials around, around the world. But in January 2022, I think there's about 20 different companies in Ireland. They all said, let's, let's try this out and do that. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's different for everybody. So it's not a rigid thing to say, okay, you know, Friday's off. So the, the different models are, so psychologists are basically saying what your, your brain can actually handle in the digital era is a six-hour work week i mean six hour work day okay. mm -hmm. um going those extra two hours actually is not productive because your brain just doesn't work that way and you're staring at a computer and i think it's really hit home to the lockdown because everybody's got screen fatigue everyone's got zoom fatigue all of those kind of things and we're realizing that also if you are working from home you're actually probably working harder than you did in the office because you could go and stand around the water cooler, go, you know, have a smoke break if you smoke, have a coffee, chat to your colleagues, all of those kind of things. When you kind of drill down into, into work, you actually do work, work harder. So one of our junior um, assistants uh, actually said what it's forced him to do is, and this is, it echoes what's happening in different trials around the world, it actually forces you to say, if I'm going to have that reward on the fifth day, I need to get my ducks into order and I need to make sure I finish all of that work. So people sort of streamline their work. They cut meetings to half an hour instead of an hour. They do a whole lot of different things. There's different behaviors that, that, that come through into it. So different companies can say, okay, we'll do alternate Fridays or we will do a 38 hour work week or a 36 hour work week. And then they'll splice it up in, in a different way. So it's not, um, you know, one, one, one template fits all. Um, and you need to sort of figure out, obviously, depending on what your company is, what sector you work in, um, you know, how that works. But I found as the, as the owner of the company that, um, you know, I was never mind working a five-day work, I was working a sort of a six and a half day week anyway, because mm -hmm. if you're the, the owner, then you, you sure. just work. Um, but so I've, I've, I've managed a four and a half day work week. <laughs> so I'm getting that sort of baby steps. But mm -hmm. even, you know, six, eight weeks after we've, we've implemented this, I've, I've fundamentally discovered that it is a really, really big fundamental shift in your, because, you know, depending on how old you're and how, how you know, you, how uh, long you've been working on a, what a 40 hour work week, it is so entrenched into your system, your, if you're an A-type personality, your, your guilt triggers of not achieving, not working, all of those kind of things come into play. So it's, it's actually quite difficult to adapt to that added sense of freedom, should I say? Yeah, rather than, you know, people say, oh my God, that's, you know, that's so fantastic. Um, you can do that, but it actually is a huge um, psychological shift that you actually have to, to think. And, and it's been a really, really good journey because you, you really start thinking then, what is important, you know, to me? Mm -hmm. Do I have to feel guilty if I don't do, you know, answer that email until Monday? a whole lot of things start falling into place and you start questioning. So it's, a, it's kind of a, you know, if 2020 was a life audit, this is a, a double life audit that you have mm -hmm. to undergo. So, yeah, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I can imagine the amount of self-management, which is quite a concept that's trending right now in terms of agility and, um, and so many other business practices, 
becomes even more inherent in a four day work week because I'm now responsible for creating that freedom that I want. Yes. I now need to take that responsibility on. And, and you know, that's, that's why it, 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 it's different for different people because I think mm -hmm. some people are, are quite happy to be the, the worker ants, if you, will, if you will, and they'll just, you know, say what, what do whatever the manager says and, and you know, do that. Um, and suddenly to take that responsibility is, is, is quite, is a bit difficult. Um, obviously for the managers, it's, it's a bit of a freak out to do that. But it's a similar thing with, um, you know, a couple of years ago, the concept of holacracies were, were coming yes. up in companies. So, mm -hmm. so self-governing bodies, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. And, and there you, you saw the same tensions um, kind of being exposed. So, so, you know, some managers didn't want to relinquish their control over, over different things. And other people didn't want the responsibility um, of, of, of having to, to make those decisions. So, so mm -hmm. it's a, kind of a give and take. And, and like I said, it's a very, it's a very quite a slow learning, learning curve because it, it fundamentally changes your entire view of what's entrenched about what is work and, mm -hmm. and, and what is a, is a Monday to Friday, um, you know, nine to five kind of, kind of uh, 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 work mode. Um, but it's good, yeah. And coming back to, and you've got this whole philosophy of Prenz's business strategy. With this being so new, is there enough benchmarks to kind of go, okay, that isn't working, let me quickly adjust? Or is this purely the creator mode? We're in a creator economy and we make it up as we go along. I think it is, but I think fundamentally what it's backed up to be, so it's not sort of just going out on a limb and saying, oh, let's you know, do this. Okay. Um, while there isn't a lot of, of, of kind of evidence and, 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 and research that you can back up onto it, there are enough companies and trials happening around the world and people mm -hmm. starting to be interested in it and being you know, starting to trial it to, to know that this is, is, is not just a little fad, it's, it's a movement that, that's starting to do that. And I think the pandemic has really sort of helped accelerate that um, and the humanizing of business and, and, you know, all of that. And I think, you know, just for example, one of the big things in terms of rewards and benefits, um, what uh, has been very, very apparent, especially are, is the plight of, say, single mother workers. That's been a really, really big one and a big eye opener for, for a lot of employers to say, you know, gosh, we didn't, we didn't realize uh, that was that was the situation that you, you you are in, and we need to support that. So 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 that kind of igniting of that empathy chip is a very very good thing. So so I, I see all of this as, as as a very good transformation. But as we know about kicks of dying horses, that um, there's a lot of disruption, a lot of dust that is going to be kicked up before the dust settles, and people say, okay, let's let's reach like a, a common consensus on this. As, as I hear you, I, I am excited and I am leading in, literally leaning into this whole concept, but it really feels like it's a strategic, it's a systematic, it's a structural change, it's a cultural change. There's so many elements in play and to forget one feels like the whole cards, house of cards could fall. Is, yeah, is that no, and, a reality? Yes, I, 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 and, and I think just to your point there, I think this kind of the post-pandemic, I mean, we haven't even got over so so when people say oh it's, it's it's over i'm like not so fast <laughs> just, we just just hold your breath let's see what happens 2021 mm -hmm. first 2022 first but 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 i think it is we i think globally we are in the creative uh, uh, creator mode because everything has to change it mm -hmm. has changed um there have been these break points that 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 are there um now it's to see how people 
kind of react to this and 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 what especially in in business what that new leadership looks like and mm-hmm. and and to say yeah we we understand this and you know i i use a little uh, cartoon from the from the new york in in a lot of my corporate trend talks and and, and the stuff that i do with business business schools um and it's just the sort of like dystopian image of some young kids all in in rags and then there's an older guy sitting there and they're in this dark cave with sort of a fire and he said you know um um you know uh you know yes we were we um we know we destroyed the the planet and the world but for one brief glorious moment we created a lot of profit for our shareholders mm-hmm. and that was you know it's exactly that kind of thing we we need to kind of move away from that and of course you can't erode you know century of centuries of capitalism to to kind of get get to the stage but we can be a little bit more empathetic and we can humanize those businesses and, and make sure that we we kind of reach out and um yeah and and, and manage differently What's coming back up for me is when you talked about the old industrial time set of working as we were factory workers. Um, it reminded me of a meme floating around on social media or, or a reel that gets remade to, to fit in and be trending. And it's this idea of I quit a 40 hour workday to work 24 7, 365. <laughs> and what's it going to take for us to go? No, it's a four-day work week, or it's a, a conscious practice, or something like that. Because we, it feels like we're still trying to catch up to working three hundred and sixty-five. Well, exactly, and I mean, this is also, you know, this is throw throw the cat amongst the pigeons. But um, the global company Arab has um, embarked on a seven-day work week. They oh, are saying, no. but there's a twist because they're okay. saying. Work whenever you want to work. Okay. So if you if Mm -hmm. you want if you think you can do and be most productive on a Saturday afternoon and put in four hours there, then do that. But then Mm -hmm. we'll give you off some time off, you know, to to kind of do things so that you if you want to play, you know, a round of golf on a Wednesday afternoon, then you 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 kind of do that. So it's Mm I mean, it's just kind of a freelancers, you know, if, if there's anyone that's that's a freelancer and, and I started my entire career as a freelancer, I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of never really been a, uh, an office worker. Um, you, you understand that you, you have to do things when you, you do them and um, you meet a deadline, you, that's, that's your output and that's your outcome and um, whatever it takes to do that, you, you do that, but then the reward is a very flexible lifestyle. My fingers are crossed for that, and um, I'm, I'm all in on that. So I know you've got a workshop coming up. Would you like to briefly mention anything about that? Yes. So um, it's uh, there's a lot of um, uh, worry amongst. Uh, so so look, uh, all of all of the clients that that we have at, at Flux are corporate clients. So we we mm-hmm. deal specifically in that corporate space. Hence the trends as business strategy um, mantra that we we developed long a long time ago. Um, and we just we just know that that people are are kind of really freaked out about this, and especially the large corporates. And and it was interesting. One of the corporates, um, because we've I said strategically, we need to put an out of the office on all of us on Friday to say Flux has embarked on a four day uh, work week. Um, you know, we'll we'll respond on Monday. But if it's urgent, then here's my telephone number. You can call me and see what we can do. Um, and it's really interesting. One of the the corporates that that kind of got the message. Um, and then phoned our general manager, the first thing that 
uh, was asked was, so have, have your salaries been reduced? <laughs> so it's, it's really that, 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 that old paradigm of you know, we, we, we're paying for your time and, mm. and doesn't matter what you do in that time, but we're paying you for that, for that time. So, so the, the workshop that we're doing is, is the future of the workplace. So the, you know, the big, the big uh, you know, thing that you hear well, here is the, the future of work, but we thought let's rather dig deeper. It's the future of the workplace. And very interestingly, when we put this thing together um, and, and what we've done it is we've, and, and if there's a need, we'll, we'll, we'll roll it out even more. But at the moment it's just in two cities and it's only eight executives. So it's a very, very small select uh, group of people. Um, and I think that's what is appealing for, for these executives so that it's, it's just eight people <clears throat> and it's kind of like a safe space. Uh, we can, we're going to use some of our methodology to, to help uh, do those things. But it's, it's interesting because for these businesses, it's, it's not only the, the, the retrofitting of, of the hardware, you know, that I've mentioned that, that you need to, to consider, but it is, what is the new company culture that we're going to have? Because mm. undoubtedly it is not the 2019 company culture. You've got to do that, and with that comes, you know, the you know new, new management. And then there's a whole lot of knock-on effects. We've got people that are from big banks, and they they just do the sort of corporate real estate, and then that's literally looking at the, the properties of the bank and of the branches and all of the the, the the offices and and how do they reduce that? What do you do with that? And then so we bring in a lot of trends about how internationally. Um, retail spaces, uh, hotels, all of those are being converted into centers of learning, different use uh, ways of doing things. Um, so it's a very, very multifaceted conversation mm -hmm. uh, to have, but it's interesting. So the, the through, and it's interesting, what is the one thing that is keeping you awake at night? And um, it is very interesting as to what, what came out. There's a lot of commonalities, but it is all, I think, predominantly about the struggle of how do you manage a hybrid workforce? Um, yeah, because that comes with its own with those own tricks. Um, yes, yeah. as does remote. And just as we close there, I'm fascinated and excited about the change of workplaces, especially in the, in the corporate spaces, because if they're looking to invest in different areas, if they're, if they're wanting to, to use their tax dollars to really create these great sustainability programs, they get to really bring that home or closer to home and really get to play a bigger part in that. Sounds exciting. It is, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be quite a hard rock to shift. Um, but you know, like I said, I'll, I'll put my, my beauty queen hat on now. And I, I, I talk about Gen, Gen Zs and I started tracking Gen Zs before they even started coming of age because I just knew there was something very, very different about a, a digital native compared to even millennials who had to adapt to, to different technologies. Um, the kind of the rewiring and the remapping of, 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 of a Gen Z's brain is very real because the way in which you, you get information, the way in which you have a curious mind and you ask Google, you don't ask a teacher, you don't ask your parents, you, you go straight to the source and you, and you figure those kind of things out. And there's an entrepreneurial spirit and obviously mm -hmm. a very high social justice um, you know, uh, level in, 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 most gen, in most Gen Zs. And I think that is gonna be the, the push and what we're starting to see, and, and I hope there are maybe some big companies listening to this because what I put into a lot of the presentations is I show very forward thinking maybe they're even government departments or mm -hmm. otherwise um, uh, companies 
that have brought young voices into um, advisory boards to say, you know what it, so one of the examples I use is a, <clears throat> a young 18 year old guy, his name's Jerome Foster. He was doing a Greta Thunberg outside the White House. He was protesting about climate change. They eventually invited him, him in, and he is now the only person um, under the age of, of 40 um, and, and uh, he's a young black male. And so his specific voice is there to keep reminding the advisory board on the effect of climate change on minority groups, on um, the disadvantaged uh, and everything, to give that kind of voice into that. And I think I thought that was really, really a really good move. And, and we can start seeing that, that you know, that, that, that happened. And I come across this all the time, this hierarchical attitude within corporates, which just completely, it just really, really gets to me because it's, it, it's, it's not the way I mean, my big thing is, is innovation and, and how to, to scale innovation in large, in large companies. And that is one of the, the, the biggest ways to blunt and stunt innovation is mm -hmm. having silos and having hierarchies and having egos because you're not going to get um, new, new perspectives and new lenses to, to do things in. Well, well, here's maybe an opportunity for holacracy and sociocracy and even Teal to come back into those conversations as well. Well, I hope they do. And I think we've been forced into that. So um, I think 2022 and into 2023 is going to be a very interesting two years, because I think a lot of companies that have been teetering on the sort of the, the, the edge of the cliff um, are either going to jump or they're going to be pushed. And um, it's, it's not a, like I said before, this is not a little passing fad that's happening. It's a sort of fundamental work revolution that that's kind of happening we are reimagining a whole lot of things and it is horrible and bizarre to say but it's thanks to pandemic that we were actually forced into a different way of thinking so absolutely yeah absolutely and and to jump step those five years or, or ten in technology is incredible as well yeah because you know a lot of the the trends that we were tracking um you know i say now in 2022 is like uh 2020 kind of Took our interest uh, our focus away from things but there's we were tracking a whole lot of things in 2019 that were at that tipping point mm. um issues of sustainability all of those kind of things uh, were just about to sort of go really mainstream and then the pandemic happened um, and then while we weren't watching these undercurrents got stronger and stronger and stronger and now as we kind of emerging from from this pandemic we we're actually seeing a very very changed uh, landscape mm. It reminds me of a metaphor of a flower opening and there's this one tension point where it's easier to open than yes. it is to stay closed and it yeah. really feels yeah. like that's our tipping point. Like yeah. um, I'm ever hopeful and I'm always the optimist so I just hope <laughs> that that's, uh, that, that's gonna, gonna happen um, and yes and, and you know for me like I said you know, innovation solution-based innovation specifically is, is, is that's, my, that's my, my passion and my, my focal point of, of, of doing things. Um, and I think this is the time for, for new thought, new thinkers, new ways of thinking. Um, we just got to get the, the old guard to embrace it. Absolutely. And on that closing note, would you like to share any social media links or places to visit, to follow and deepen this conversation? Yeah, well, yeah, our, our um, website is www.fluxtrends.com and uh, you get um, a lot of a little trend bites and bombs uh, that we send out. We don't spam you, but we do short reads because we, we understand that everyone's got uh, um, a 
attention spans of lab rats now, so it's um, <laughs> really short, short and sharp. Um, but uh, you know, Flux is also on, on, on Twitter, but uh, I'm an Instagram uh, devotee, so it's mine is Dion Chang one word. Um, but that's a different side of me. That's uh, my, my hashtag. There's things I see, and it's just kind of what I what I see. And and when I used to travel once a week, um, but uh, let's see if that if that happens, or <laughs> if I've got to change that habit as well. So we'll see. Thank you so much, Dion. And I'd love to follow up this conversation a little bit further down the line um, on the four-day work week and your new key learnings and how you've really embodied this culture over at Flex. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's been that's been that's been great chatting to you. And uh, let's let's see where this goes and then we can chat again in the new year. Definitely.